is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Mutita Banmu, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the time queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi everyone. So today I have a special guest right here, Braden Voik, and he lives in a van, as you can see, and he's traveling while building his business. Let's see how his story would inspire everyone right here. Thank you for joining me today. Ah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. This is gonna be fun. You look different from everyone I have been interviewed. Like you're the outside. So, what inspired you to live in a van? Yeah, it's a good question. Last year, my girlfriend and, got, and I got talking that we wanted to travel through South America. I've lived in South America before, and I, I, had, I had my dog with me before. And I realized there's a little bit of culture differences with dogs down there. Um, so, like if we were trying to backpack through, it just becomes difficult because not a lot of hotels down there allow dogs, and not a lot of buses uh, allow dogs either. So we're like, okay, let's get a van because then we, you know, we have a spot that we the dog uh, Roscoe can stay in, so we'll be good there. Then we got the van, and we were like, okay, wait a second, like we. Forgot that we've not seen all of the USA yet, so maybe we should do that first, like explore our own country before we go further. So we picked it up in December and then went full time ever since, and it's been awesome, super great. I mean, it's crazy that I can do this while I'm in the middle of like a national forest in South Dakota, um, where there's no other people around, but I've got 60, 70 megabits per second, so we're able to run calls and things. So it's wow. Yeah, it's awesome. So the inspiration yeah. came from South America. And then, yeah, we just kind of were like, okay, maybe USA is not so bad. Maybe we should uh, check it out first. <laughs> uh-huh, right. Yeah, I think I follow some like RV influencer in YouTube. I, I also somehow want to do that, but I'm not sure just yet when that's going to happen. But yeah, to convert self van is always like interesting. And there yeah. are many designs to do. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's so fun. I mean, it's great traveling with my girlfriend, traveling with my dog. So she's our COO and he's our CFO. He's our fun officer, chief fun officer, not our All finance. Right. <laughs> yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't take care of the finances. Just make sure that we have fun. But it is, it is really rewarding. And actually right now with COVID, it's crazy we got our van when we did because we just stopped back by the company who converted our van for us. And anybody who's coming in as a new person right now, they're 13 months out from being able to get them a van um, into their hands and convert it because of how busy they are. I mean, they have a big warehouse and every single van conversion company is the same. Just with like, everybody's like, well, working from home, let's get a van, let's go, let's go do it. So we, we got ahead, just ahead of the curve, which is just fun. Good for you, isn't it? Ah, yeah, it is good. It feels good because I was like, what would we do if we had to wait 13 months to get a van? So yeah. glad, we, glad we got in when we did. Yeah. So let's talk about who you were younger and how your business journey has started. Sure. Uh, depends on how far back you want to go. We can start with like quitting a job and going like entrepreneur, like hustler, just like doing anything I could to make money to just not have to go to a job. Or we can start back and like, I went to college a few different times, like kept dropping out, kept dropping out, like mm. 
before I was 24, I had like 30 something jobs. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. Nothing, nothing kept my interest. And um, so my, I come from two sides of a family. One is the very entrepreneur side. My dad has had a ton of businesses. Every, every business that man touches like turns to gold. Um, and then I have my mom's side who is very much a like go to college, get the good grades. And that's awesome. Uh, she's actually a business owner now too, which is, which is ironic. But back then it was, Brandon, you've got to go to college. You've got to go to college. You got to go to college. So I tried, I went to Ohio state a couple different times, failed, failed, failed. Uh, I even what I went to Columbus state, which is a small community college in my hometown and got all F's there. Try to do it online, just straight, terrible grades. I, I got offered a job at Disney, ended up getting fired from Disney World, which is like something I don't love sharing, but here we are. I got fired from Disney World. So I got fired from a lot of spots. Um, and then I got into network marketing a bit back, I think it was five, six years ago. Um, and I was working a job at, at a bank as a teller and I had really back pain, a lot of bad back pain from working there. They, they didn't want me to sit down while I was dealing with customers. I just like thought it looked unprofessional, um, just like working, but I didn't have any back support. So there would be times where I would leave that job in tears because my back hurt so bad because uh -oh. I just didn't care that much. And like, that's when I was just like, this is it. Like I'm not letting anybody control that about me ever again. So I quit that job to become a, you know, whatever great network marketer that, that failed. Uh, it was fun. I learned a lot of lessons from it. I learned, I still have stuff that I apply today from learning. It, it was a great learning experience, made no money. Um, started getting into just whatever I could. I got into some sales jobs, which were, which were super fun, knocking on a lot of businesses doors, you know, doing door to door sales for commercial ins insurance, commercial construction. Uh, I used to buy and sell cell phones on Craigslist and eBay, which was fun. Um, and then in 2016, I had a couple like small businesses, like landscaping and stuff. But in 2016, I was like, okay, let's go online. Like I've, I've got the skills. I know I can do things. And I started the old hyper social, like my last 150 bucks. Um, I just had a ton of good success with, uh, with the sales job that I had before then, uh, you know, lots of commissions were coming in. I had a, I got myself an Audi. I had a cool apartment. Um, I slowed down on the sales job just because I didn't, I wasn't so passionate about it. I don't like knocking mm. doors. I don't like cold calling people. Um, I love building those relationships and connecting, but I was like, okay, this is almost too easy for me. Plus I just don't want to knock on any more doors. So slowed down before I started the company, but I spent all the money that I had that I'd earned from that, that sales job. So I, I, there was one, one payday that was like $25,000. So I went out and like bought my, yeah, bought myself a, a little Audi and I got myself a cool apartment and I probably, I don't know all the other stuff that I bought. And then suddenly I had no money. Like my, my Audi got repossessed. I, got kicked out of the apartment because I wasn't paying rent, bought a little like $400, really awful car that was like the worst, but spent nights sleeping in that while I was starting the, I call it the old hypersocial. And uh, so spent my last 150 bucks that I had on starting that company. And then it's kind of, it grew for a lot that originally was focused a lot around Instagram. Um, Instagram changed their algorithm a lot. I stopped enjoying Instagram as much. I know there's a common trend here, like something has to keep me excited. And, uh, but I've now kind of combined my old fashion sales that I learned from doing those sales positions. And I've, I rebranded Hypersocial uh, in October of 2019 to focus around B2B. So anybody who sells a service or products to other businesses is where we focus. And we found a really cool way to be able to do that with LinkedIn. So we started over again from zero in October. Um, girlfriend and I were getting the van shortly after she just got her master's in animal science. And I was like, Hey, let's do marketing. And she was like, okay, that sounds terrible, but she's awesome. And, uh, this month we're around, yeah, like 35 K in, in recurring revenue, monthly recurring revenue. So without any paid ads, anything like that. So it's been a, a long time getting to where we are. Um, but it's been a really, really 
fun journey. Lots of, lots of lessons, lots of hard lessons, uh, you know, lots of laughter and fun along the way. But yeah, now, now we're living in a van and doing, doing this as we go. It's, it's super fun. Yeah. It seems to me that you are going strong and like that, that sounds exciting for me already to know more. So right. tell me that what is hypersocial really means? Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. Um, it's, it's interesting. I, I saw a post a few months ago that says like your company brand, like do it, does your like personal brand kind of match them? And our hypersocial color is orange, which is my favorite color. Um, I'm hyper, I have ADHD. So people call me hyper all the time and I'm social. I love talking to anybody and everybody. So it kind of just is like me, but into company form in a way that like doesn't have all my weird quirks, like all the good benefits of being hyper and social without all the bad stuff of being hyper and social. Uh, it's kind of what we have tried to do. So we really try to help entrepreneurs just accelerate how social that they can be. So kind of hyper instead of it's kind of like above or fast or whatever, you know, the other term of hyper, not just super energetic, um, but allowing them to create lots of relationships and be social all day, every day is what they do or what we do for them. And what do you find is benefit to like not only having a social or like be aware within this um, market that they position themselves as an expert, but really build a good relationship? Yeah, it's it's so interesting because um, so we do a lot with LinkedIn and LinkedIn has become even noisier as of recently, but it is a ton of, I blame us millennials and Gen Zers because we never had, to, a lot of us never had to knock doors and do this cold calling realm and they just have, they've had this technology and they are on LinkedIn to just like connect and pitch, connect and pitch, connect and pitch. And if anybody is listening to this is active on LinkedIn, they've gotten it. So where we really work with our clients is on how can you connect with somebody and even if we automate the process, even if we you know, write messaging that's standard and goes to every person that you connect with, how can we do that in such a way that it is like, I want to build a relationship with you from here. So how can I give value to the people that I'm connecting with? So not asking for them to buy anything. It's just, here's this that I have to offer. For us and my whole kind of LinkedIn advisement team, our, our kind of sales team, all we do is just offer free one-on-ones to just teach people about LinkedIn, how to use it for the B2B space. So we're just like doing that even even though we do still kind of go through the numbers like the other millennials do when we're, when you give, when you lead with value, there's a short term ROI of people like ready to buy your stuff right now, but there's a longer term ROI. I'm like, okay, yeah. Braden told me how I could do LinkedIn. I've been doing it. I need to hire out his company to do it for me. Um, and there's just so much long-term benefit of giving value and creating the relationships that without leading with just, Hey, buy my stuff. Hey, buy my stuff. Hey, buy my stuff, please buy my stuff, you know, buy my stuff. Um, so many people are so, focus on themselves where we try to focus and we help our clients focus is focusing on the people that they're connecting with. You know, what are their needs? What can we help them with? How can we just help them, especially in a COVID time where everybody is extra tight on their finances and a lot of businesses are struggling and they're just like, how am I going to keep my doors afloat? If there's a way to just give value to those people, just do it. And that's really what has helped. Not only we go through numbers, but we're really just saying, hey, how can you, how can we give, how can we build a relationship, a real relationship, even though we're automating the monotonous part of creating, of starting those relationships, how can we take that into a real conversation and where it's giving value first? But why LinkedIn? Yeah. So when we focus on the B2B space, so when I was growing the old hypersocial, I got into LinkedIn a bit myself and I started just using it manually. I automated a little bit of the process. You know, LinkedIn has something called Sales Navigator, which has a couple of really cool things. And one of them is 
two things that we use a lot it has a lot of other cool things but two things that we focus on number one it allows us to find those decision makers that we want to connect with so comparatively to cold calling a business where you've got to deal with the person answering the phone who's not the business owner they're like no no the business owner's not here and you're like i'm looking in your window yes they are like they're not doing anything they can talk to me they're like no no they're not here and you're just like okay whatever there's no gatekeepers on linkedin which is awesome so if you want to target c-level execs if you want to target large companies we've connected our clients with people from we work and like uh, Wendy's and just like really, really big companies, which is awesome because it's a social platform. LinkedIn, another reason why LinkedIn is so we can find, we can find those connections using Sales Navigator. But then when you have Sales Navigator, you get a little bit of looser restrictions on what it is that you can do. So with a regular free LinkedIn account, you can do a few connection requests every single day, but they're like, hey, 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 like, don't do that. Like, come on, you pay them. Of course, they're like, oh yeah, we'll, you know, we'll give you a little more freedom. Um, so with that, we've kind of worked out with LinkedIn that we can send up to hundred connection requests every single day. So it is a way to just go through numbers and say, I want to target all the CEOs of companies of 5,000 employees plus, uh, or, you know, whatever in certain industries or whatever it is. And then I want to get through them and connect and see how many of them I can connect with and build that relationship with. So that's the biggest thing is those, those two big things, as well as, um, it's funny that LinkedIn still runs ads to me when I pop over to Facebook. Like I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold on LinkedIn guys. I, I've got this. All my clients are paying you guys where they're all paying you 80 bucks a month. We've got like 80 clients who are paying you guys 80 bucks a month. I don't, whatever that math is out to be six, 6,400. It's we're almost giving you guys six figures a year. Like you don't need to sell me. Uh, but one of their ads the other day said, you know, do business where business is done. And LinkedIn really is a social platform where people, especially during COVID are trying to consume content on keeping their business alive or, you know, how they they can deal with a remote workforce now because none of us can go into the office and things like that. So LinkedIn has increased in activity with COVID, but also, yeah, even before that, just allowing us to create those connections and do almost door to door knocking and almost cold calling, but straight into an inbox that isn't monitored. And you don't need the decision maker to be active, like, like cold calling. Even if you do get the decision maker, they may say, I've got a meeting I got to run to. You got, you got like two minutes. Well, with, with LinkedIn, it's a mess. It's messaging, right? So same with, you know, like if you're connecting with somebody on Facebook, you have a messenger and when they have time to come into their LinkedIn, they're going to come back and they're going to read the message and reply accordingly. So you can still have a back and forth conversation without your time needing to be synchronized and both of you available at the same exact time. Yeah, I personally tend to like LinkedIn more than Facebook as well, to be honest, because I think it's not so many noise and like very direct to what we are talking about, even though building connection, but like it's easier to speak rather than Facebook that have other things in between, you know? Right. Yeah. There's a lot, you know, every social platform has its purpose, right? Uh, Instagram is good for pictures and videos. So really visual type companies do really well with, with Instagram. The people who converted our van, they do really well with Instagram. Also we run their LinkedIn for them and they do really well in there too, but, uh, but they've got a great Instagram going for that. Facebook, well, there's a lot of different ways to use Facebook. You got groups and you've got games and you've got all kinds of stuff as a way to just like stay on the Facebook platform. But a lot of it gets political and everybody's just talking at each other on Facebook. Nobody's like talking with each other. So there is Facebook has its own value as well. And for companies, Facebook's really good. If you're a B2C type company, if you're selling straight to consumers, Facebook's great. Facebook ads have a lot of targeting capabilities, which is super cool. I've gotten ads for like t-shirts that have my freaking name on them. And I'm just like, why, why, how, why, why are we doing that? Like that is so creepy. Um, and everybody's seen that with, with Facebook, just like you say something out loud and all of a sudden you have a Facebook ad for it. But LinkedIn is where business owners and C-level execs and stuff hang out to do business. You know, that's where they want to consume content because they're trying to better themselves. They're trying to stay away from political conversations and they don't care as much about 
you know, visual side of, of life that, uh, you know, they really are using the platform to give value, get value, create these relationships. And yeah, LinkedIn is, <laughs> I use it way too much, but yeah, a lot of com- and a lot of other cool things about LinkedIn is it's not a platform that you need to keep, like keep scrolling through like Instagram. You just got to keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling and keep scrolling. You spend so much time on Instagram. Well, a lot of business owners use, use it, use LinkedIn, like get on for an hour, consume, consume come, some content and then get off and then they come back you know a few hours later or a couple days later and they consume more content so which is nice that way it's not everybody always active all the time like on facebook everybody's always on facebook all your friends yeah and i I like i like one thing on linkedin that actually there reminds me what i'm missing i got email like from from time to time that hey this is something you miss on linkedin you know which i didn't get from other platforms seems like they care that i should follow who I connected with on LinkedIn as well. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, other cool thing about LinkedIn is kind of the shelf life of posts. You know, Instagram, you make a post, you've got like to get your engagement super quick and like the latest you're, people are gonna be seeing that post is like a, maybe the same day. Uh, Facebook, pretty, pretty similar, even with just like regular profiles. Uh, LinkedIn, shelf life lasts, your, your posts last around five to seven days um, with people still being able to see it in their feed because Anybody, anytime anybody likes your post or anybody, anytime anybody comments on your post, it shows up in all of their second degree feeds as well. Braden Wallach liked this and it's, you know, let's just say Gary Vaynerchuk because most people know that name. And that's a post by Gary Vaynerchuk. Well, now he just reached my entire network um, just from me and engaging with it. So there's a lot of ability to get that content and that value out there that people get to see it even when they come back because they're not on LinkedIn all day, every single day. So what would you say about limitation on LinkedIn? Have you ever came across on that issue? Yeah, we have. Um, really, so there's going to be two kind of different limitations. Number one is if you have a free LinkedIn account, your link, your limitations are going to be a lot less than what you can do if you have a premium LinkedIn account. I mean, they're just, they're trying to limit you. So that way you will get a, pre, a premium and that you can make money with them, which is super smart of LinkedIn. Like, okay, we're not just an ad platform. We do have ads, but we have other ways that we can make money as a business model. It's great. Um, I forget the question, to be honest. Um, the, <laughs> the issue that you came across on LinkedIn. Oh, is the first yes, one. Yeah. that's right. Um, so with regular profiles, they're a lot shorter when you just have a free account. Um, you know, a lot of marketers understand that if something is free, if you're the thing that you're using is free. Well, odds are you're the product, just like Facebook. Your data is is the product that Facebook sells. Um, once you have LinkedIn Sales Navigator, you can set up to 100 connection requests every single day, which is awesome um, mm. without getting in any kind of trouble. We've only had, since we rebranded, we only had one client. LinkedIn just wanted to verify who he was. Um, so he was just doing a lot and he had never done a lot on LinkedIn before. And he was in the Philippines working, like going after people in san francisco and la so i think it's a a u.s mindset that okay foreign country especially especially philippines it's going to be spam so i think a lot of people uh were just like okay i'm not sure this guy's legit and then all all he had to do was just send his id over to linkedin verified and good to go um so kind of the limitation it's going to be those 100 connection requests every day take some breaks you know don't do it all day every day all the time you know for our one of our packages that we have we'll send up to 100 every single day but we guarantee a minimum of 2100 a month just so we can turn it off and take a breather and um yeah that's a lot of people to talk to <laughs> it is and so when you send a connection request they're not all going to accept our clients average like 25 percent acceptance rate you know some are around 50 60 percent some are a little bit lower because who they're targeting is really specific so not every single one of them is going to 
talk to you, but at least making sure that, you know, you at least sent them a connection request in the hope that you got to connect with them and hope that you got to build that relationship. So your service is done for you, right? Or what are the services that you provide through LinkedIn to you? Yeah, exactly. So it's taking Sales Navigator off of our clients and allowing them, we automate the process. We, we've got, we call it a SWAS. Uh, I just started calling it that yesterday, SWAS. So there's SaaS, which is just software as a service, right? Well, we're SWAS, which is software with the service. Ah, um, smart. So our team, yeah, I didn't come up with that. I had a, I had a, call, a sales call yesterday and the guy was like, oh, you got, so you guys are like a SWAS. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we are. So now I'm sold on it. Now we got to use it. Um, so we're like, we have a software that does the connection requests, but we, it does what we tell it to do. So if we want to target these specific individuals, so C-level execs at bigger companies, we'll do that. And then we write the messaging that actually goes out as that follow-up process. And our software will then go in and do that every single day. So that is the done for you part. Uh, a fun story I like to share is my dad has a co-working space uh, in my hometown of Columbus and he came to me one day and he's like Fred I got to get more people in the co-working space I got to get some some of these offices filled and he just has like it's in the back of his pizza shop I don't get the pizza shop is huge so he's like I've got extra space let's make some money with it so he put it in there and I was like okay get sales navigator do this yourself do 100 of these you know go through four, four or five pages and then follow up with him once they connect. And he texts me like three days later. He's like, this is the worst thing I've ever done. He's like, and this is the best thing I've ever done. He's like, I've scheduled eight tours, but holy moly, I've got so much better ways to spend my time um, to, to create those relationships and to create those connections instead of manually connect and then type in the custom connection request and doing the next one and you know going through the numbers by yourselves. That's where we kind of come in. It's not only do we automate the process for you, but we also see all the LinkedIn data all day, every day. We know what kind of connection requests work. We know what how to give value first and foremost, you know, and we, we really work with each individual client to make all their messaging. It's still automated, but to make it so custom to each of them and to their target audience, that is just, it doesn't even feel like that. Even automating some like really custom little videos uh, that we can attach in there, you know, like a bomb bomb. I don't know if you know bomb bomb there, like a quick video platform, like a loom or something like that. We just record a quick video, but we have a follow-up that puts that link and it has a little motion gif uh, but in a way that it's still it's the same video that everybody's getting but it's done in a way that it just seems like it's directly to that person yeah that's a long answer for the question you asked. yeah i mean i'm thinking to like to do it personalized like that way that sounds interesting so it seems like your client needs to have like a sales funnel and then sales process further like back up really well because if they get late in like that much they they might have the bottleneck somewhere if they didn't prepare right yeah i mean it doesn't they don't need to have a full-on like crazy sales process you know if they've got a good product or a good service it's pretty easy but they do need to be able to sell they need to be able to ask for that close we had a client who we lost um who she got 44 leads in a, a month or two months with us and she has a high you know couple thousand dollar item which would more than easily pay for the price of our services for quite a few months she didn't close a single one of them. So she was no longer our clients. So we like to have clients who we work a lot with sales teams, you know, multi seats, every single one of them is already a salesperson. So just like scaling their, their sales efforts um, and business owners who can sell, who, who do a good job selling or do a good enough job selling. Cause our, our price point's really low, like 347 or 500 bucks a month is our, our two main packages. So a lot of people, they sell one client on even 60 bucks or hundred bucks a month you know, they keep them for five months that paid for that one month of our service, which is, which is cool. Ooh, that is done for you. Like that's done for you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wow. Exactly. I had a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've had a lot of people be like, okay, 
we had a we worked with the competitor of yours and they charge way more than you do and we're like yeah we know and we've had a lot of people tell us that we're worth more than what we charge but during covid everybody's budgets are so tight everybody you know we've got our profit margin we're taken care of we i don't know my finances are taken care of we live well you know we're not crazy rich or anything like that but it's just like during this time i don't want to take extra money just because i can like i want to be able to work with people with lower budgets you know the smaller business owners who need to who need to keep things going or they've got like one salesperson that salesperson isn't filling up their pipeline so let's let's work with that that one salesperson or, or things like that so um during this time it's yeah, People, that even please give us that. That even more affordable than hiring a VA, even part time. You wouldn't, you would pay more than that. Wow, that that's that's very interesting. Okay, we will talk about that further. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. Anyway, um, you told me that you have a team, like fifteen of your team members. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, we just rebranded from zero, like I started over in October, and it's just like I I have how many employees? So I've got nine full time. Yeah. Staff. So um, we've got quite a few account managers. We've got a full time in house graphic designer and website designer. We've got uh, a guy. We actually are launching a new service where once. So normally with our service where people are the connections for our clients respond. That's where that our clients take over. We're actually working on adding that VA part of managing even those responses and just showing up the calls. So my account's been doing that for a while. I literally just show up to like calls on calls on calls every single day that I are from my own personal LinkedIn account. And they're expecting to speak to me. Uh, but I just like have to go in real quick and like, okay, what's their company? Who are they? Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for the call. Um, so yeah, it's, it's 15 of us. Um, and then we have about six there are biz dev side. Um, but they're really just active and doing that teaching of of LinkedIn approach like they don't have to do any of the closing they bring the all the clients to me and say hey Braden do we think this company is going to be a good fit and I get on a call with them and say yeah or no um, we don't want to take your money if we don't think you're a good fit or you're not ready for us uh, we only want to take your money if we know we can get your results so they're really just out there teaching people how to do what we do on LinkedIn without us you know that manual process and um, that education is is awesome and they're closing like we just implemented this new process and it's just like they're closing a deal, two deals every single week um, from this, every single one of our sales team. May I ask you about like, go back to October that before you said you rebrand, you just rebrand. So yeah. that, that was the time that you work on yourself, like you do everything by yourself or you already have some assistant? Yeah. So my, my girlfriend is our, like our OG account manager. So she graduated from college with her master's in August. And then October when we rebranded, I basically said, I'm going to do the selling. You're going to do the fulfilling. I will teach you how to do it. I understood how to do all of it. You know, I try to brain dump all of my sales and relationship building knowledge that I have in this, in this weird brain onto her. And she just kind of, she ran with it and it, it did super well. You know, I'd done before I had done testing of things, you know, all last year, even though I had done a lot of preparing and a lot of figuring out how to best do this for our clients and how to really do that. Plus I've been using my LinkedIn account for a while. And even in the old Hypersocial, we offered some really basic LinkedIn services, like nothing, nothing where we are now, but just some basic stuff. So I had a good understanding. So yeah, at the beginning it was me, her, and then I have one Philippine VA, her name's April. I gave her ownership in the new hypersocial because she stuck with me even through the old hypersocial. Um, absolutely amazing. And that was our that was our team. That's where we started. And it was just like, I'll pay you when I can. Emily, um, I paid April every single week, starting from the beginning of the new hypersocial. And uh, 
I was like, Emily, we're going to go full time with this. I'm not going to be able to pay you at first. You know, let's see how this goes. And she's like, okay, this sounds like the worst thing ever. I could go get 50K, uh, you know, a year salary right now with what I have. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. I'll get you paid more than that. Um, so yeah, at the beginning, it was just us. And now in 11, 10 ish months, we're up to 15 of us. Plus, you know, we have some contractors and things as, as well. We've got a copywriter. We d- does a lot of our pages and we've got a, we work with a company called seo.com. They manage our like development of our link of our website and it's really really grown like crazy starting from just two three of us the the point that i asked was because so i i help my clients doing this operation system so i asked you about that and you mentioned it's really clearly that you have proven the process before you start building anyone on board and that's very important and i i find people hiring other people too fast before they proven the process so what would you input on that yeah, I'm not a processes person is my favorite thing to say about that. People are like, you know, what, what, is your, what is your process? Did you build out SOPs, you know, standard order procedures for how every single thing should be done? And no, I didn't. I mean, I knew the process and I brain dumped it onto Emily and Emily took all that and she's super organized and she's like, here's how we can build this and redo this over and over and over and over. Even though all of our messaging is completely handwritten for each individual client, you know, still getting in our, our editing process and figuring out how to onboard our, our clients. And we're, and we're still tinkering with our process now. Um, before all of our account managers used to also onboard. Now we switched Emily to the onboarding role and our account managers get the handoff once the onboarding is done. So they just keep that client success going and make sure that the clients are getting good results and keeping the client happy and making sure they're, yeah, they're getting an ROI on what they do with us. So processes are so important. And that's a big difference between this hypersocial and the old hypersocial is the old hypersocial. I didn't have, the processes in place and mm-hmm. you can ask april who worked back then she was like this is she's like the new hypersocial is so much better everything's so much more organized so it is an integral integral part and if you're not good at processes yourself find someone who is just like that is not my skill set and i'm happy to accept my weaknesses and say okay i need to i need somebody better than me and emily came in and, and fulfilled that and it's been it, that's what's let us scale um, not that we're not tinkering and changing things, but you know, at least the core process is still is still there, and just optimizing it from there is it's been awesome. I can go in and I can find client analytics because I they're not just like randomly thrown into Google Drive; they're actually in a folder under clients and then under account managers clients, and then oh, there's the name and oh, there's the analytics. It's so, it's so nice. It's so nice. Yeah! So, wow. So this is a huge. Yeah, very supportive couple. Like very powerful couple. I mean. That's very good, right? When you find the fulfillment and then like you can go along very well. I I find I find many people that like having the same issue as you, like when they haven't have the process in place and they were like changing things almost every day, even though they're still testing and so on. But yeah. even without documenting at the very first place, you have no comparison, right? Which one was right. better? Right. So, yeah. I, I also yeah. agree because that's what I do. I agree that, that that's very important. So everyone, not only from me right now, Brandon also say that. <laughs> I will say that. And I'm not a processes guy. Um, so the fact that processes I can sell, I can sell you processes are important. So if you don't handle it yourself, you guys know who to contact. <laughs> it's not me. It's, it's the other one on this call. <laughs> Anyway, thank you. What do you think about having the full-time employee that you mentioned and having a VA? Like how this difference from you? Yeah, it, it is it is interesting having the like the so basically what what our VAs do is they're kind of our second shift account managers. So every all of our first shift account managers have their own clients and then every second shift account manager who's our Philippine VAs, um they have two first shift account managers they work with. So they're 
really, I mean, it's crazy the way April shows up. I have something like where she just needs to say in or out. And that wasn't even like I wanted to check in to see when she would be there. But every single day, right when it says she needs like, like so she thinks she's supposed to start working. So 5 p.m. or 5.30 p.m. my time, it says she's in. And all of a sudden at 2 a.m. or whatever, she's out. And she's just like right on time, which is crazy because I'm like yeah you know I should start working at nine but you know 9 15 9 30 11 tomorrow you know whatever um so and it's it's so fun learning you know working together f- with different cultures and and things like that 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 we don't understand and that we get to work with people who are overseas and are are active during our second shift when we all want to be eating dinner and hanging with our families and things like that that we know that if there is some kind of crazy issue that happens all of a sudden, we've got people right there who are, who are managing that and they are on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's crazy. Have you ever been in the East side before? In like, the world? Like side? Yeah. Nope. I've not. Are you planning to bring your van with you? That would be a good <laughs> Yeah. That's not a me decision. That's a her decision. I uh, got to run that one by the big boss lady before that happens. I think first goal is to go through, finish USA then I'm hoping that I can at least convince her to go, you know, to South America. I would love to bring it to Europe and, and Asia and, and drive all over. I don't see why not. You know, it's a, we've lived in it for eight months so far. We haven't killed each other yet. Not that it might not happen. You guys may come and try to contact me one day and I will not be here. I don't know what happened. You know, ask, ask Emily. But so far, fine. so good. Yeah, but you say that right now over that is 35 degrees Celsius. So right now, is see, it? it's like 85 Fahrenheit. Oh, no. So, oh, I know. Let's go. Go do, Google. <laughs> Google. Help. Uh, 85. 80, yeah, Fahrenheit to Celsius. Okay, so 29. Oh, you have to prepare the humidity over there. Ooh, uh, yeah. Like we were right in, now. Right now, why I'm is 13 and it's raining outside. When I go back home, right now it's gonna be like 35 degrees. So and a lot of humidity. Yeah, Thailand. They are really wow. hot, hotter and the hottest. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, but so, it's not oh my bad. gosh. It wasn't dry, you know, like. So it's you're just sweating always, right? When it's just. Yeah, it depends. It's humid. If you are sweat person you will be that way possible but if not I think I think at least it's not dry like when I was living in like Switzerland or something like that it's dry when when it's come to like summertime and my skin mm-hmm. burn oh really that's interesting that's that <laughs> maybe because of me <laughs> I'm from that might be a you thing it might be because you like put yourself right under the sun and are just sitting in it baking that might be why it burned but so, uh, no one in Asia gonna sit under the sun I can tell you right. that. <laughs> fair fair uh we were in phoenix which is right in the desert uh earlier this year and we were there when it was getting ready to be to 100 so right around that 35 37 mark and they love to say that it's a dry heat and i'm like i don't care if it's a dry heat on on a fahrenheit scale there's still three digits it still says 100 degrees like that's not cool with me no matter how dry it is so oh my gosh yeah but at least in the u.s you guys have ac right but europe they don't have in Europe, they don't have AC. Oh, we're never going there. They not, they not really have. Yeah, I mean, like, at least right now in the UK, only heater right here. There's no AC. Wow. I mean, I have an AC unit up on the, on the <laughs> ceiling of my van. There's no way I'm going somewhere where I don't have AC. Like, I, especially for sleeping, they, like, there's a sleep book that says, like, 65 degrees is optimal sleeping temperature. Hang on, let me do the math. Google. Yeah. 
Over here is quite cold, by the way. But I mean, there was a summertime like few days ago, few weeks ago. It could be like 20 degrees. That's already hot. Like people already oh. like sleepless and then short, you know? <laughs> okay. So that's not as hot as I expect it to be. I no, no. It was going to be oh, hotter. In, in Europe, it's right, very good. But you have to accept the no AC, no window. and Right. Rain. No windows. What's the logic behind that? People just don't enjoy the outside. You like check, to... you can check the European housing style. Like they're not I'm going to a window. Yeah. That's so and, weird. Yeah. yeah. Then like here, I'm living here. Like this is like a cube, like studio. That's only the window I have, and that's the only one exit. And that's the hallway. I live in studio, so it's just a cube. Like right, right, right. But that's like the hallway of like the whole building like that's like the common area of, oh, no. of that, outside, like... i have the courtyard i have like oh, okay garden. yeah gotcha. so i live in like at least in the in the better space i have like a greenery outside but uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah still not a lot of windows to see it that's crazy wow learning all about europe now and i'm telling emily we're never going there sorry sorry europe no you, you should we'll go we'll go we'll go we'll go we'll go we'll definitely go yeah You're <laughs> you, are you enjoying Europe? I know you're getting ready to move back home, but have you enjoyed your your? I do enjoy it here, but not UK to be honest. I don't really like raining country. I mean, I don't really like rain to be honest. I'm not sure. Many people like to look outside the rain, like feel relaxed, but for me, it makes me feel sad somehow. You know, I miss yeah. I miss like tropical side. I, I just want to go to the beach. Yeah. And, and UK just rains all the time. Like, I, I like rain every once in a while. Like, if it's random and not, like, every day over and over and over, rain can be awesome. But in it's the UK, like, I feel like it's so much, like, so many days are rainy. And yeah, like, it's, like, unpredictable. Like, you are really, like, unpredictable person, something like that. Like, the weather somehow. Right, yeah. Like, three season within the day. There was the time, no, not only once, like, many times that it was so windy over here that I almost kissed the pole. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, we've got a guy, one of our sales guys is in Ireland. And it's just like, he's just like, well, it's another rainy day. Oh, it's another rainy day. Oh, it's another yeah. rainy day. That's so. quite close to me because I live in Belfast, so it's Northern Ireland. So that, that's kind of similar. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know how you're putting up with it. I don't know. That's a lot of rain. You Do people just, <laughs> what'd you say? You will know soon once you travel to this side. I will know. I will know. In case anyone want to work with you, like right now we're having a very fun conversation, actually. Like we get to know your personality and we can see how to work with you looks like. So how can they reach out to you? Like your story is amazing. Yeah. So the best way will be to reach out to me on LinkedIn, Braden Wallach. They can also email me, Braden at Social, but LinkedIn is where I spend way too much of my time on there trying to also I, I spend a lot of time on there trying to give value and see how I can teach people you know doing whatever even with my posts and things like that so yeah feel free to connect with me on there shoot me a message be creative when you reach out if you if you want to sell me on your stuff if anybody wants to sell me on anything please be creative you know I'm I've got 250 pending connection requests right now people like wanting to connect with me I've I'm not accepting most of them because I know that they're all going to be just connect and pitch connect and pitch connect and pitch I'm waiting until I'm ready to like screenshot all of those and prepare like a case study like here's how to not do it and here if so reach out to me if you want to sell me on something give me value you know we're, we're open to hiring out contractors if you think you can help us grow feel free to do that if you think that we can help you grow definitely definitely contact me on LinkedIn as well and I can and we can chat and I can get you in touch with one of my awesome LinkedIn guys or you know you can chat with me while I'm here in the middle of the forest and we can see how we can be a good fit for, for anybody who's listening for sure. 
Amazing, Vernon. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. I have enjoyed this a lot. I hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.